Hey guys, welcome to our January 2022 bumper for Pressing On, which is a podcast for guys who want to truly press on to become a better version of themselves tomorrow than they are today to essentially be more of what God has called us to be. Now, just a week, almost two weeks ago, I did a pre-bumper just to give you guys a heads up as to why we missed December. And now that you guys are in the know, we're getting back on schedule. We're doing our bumper for January. And this month, I have a very special guy with me who is not only one of our listeners, and he also called me after listening to one of our shows to ask me a few more questions recently. Dale Havel is a small business owner in Cleveland, Ohio. Now, Dale is not only a listener of Pressing On, but he's also my uncle. So from here on out, I'll be addressing you as Uncle Dale, because I don't know if I could just sit across from you and just call you Dale the whole time. That'd be really weird for me. It would be for me, too. <laughs> I, hope I'm, I, I, I hope I respond. I do. <laughs> well, hey, one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on, Uncle Dale, is because you're a regular listener, as I said. You're my uncle, but also because you've taught me a lot about life. You've really impacted my life in many, many ways. And plus, I get to tell a lot of fun stories about you, maybe. Well, <laughs> Scott, <laughs> I can tell everyone here a lot of stories about you. <laughs> we go back, as you can imagine, to his beginning and some of the growing up stories. It would be fabulous just to have me let you know about Scott Lessing way before. and Wait, Like the time that I ran over the picnic table with the pickup truck? The pickup truck, your uh, enjoyment of matches, just so many different yeah, things. I, I loved I could, fire. I know I you really always did. did. <laughs> always did. And we were, as a family, we were very concerned. But he's come a long way. So... <laughs> Well, hey, Uncle Dale, we've only got a couple minutes here, but tell us a little bit about you, your life, your business, and your decision to be a Cleveland sports fan. Oh, boy. Let's let's hit that one last. <laughs> yes, I'm in the business. I'm in the food business. I have vending machines. I've had them for a number of years. Well over 35, 36 years I've been in the business. And the whole time in Cleveland. Whole time right. in Cleveland, yes, and married to uh, a young lady. We've been married 30 years now, Becky Havel. And you guys go way back to youth group. We go way back to youth group at Divinity Lutheran Church, Parma, Ohio. And that's where we first met, and then we took different roads. She went and did teaching work in Japan and Thailand and uh, roaming around the world. And I ended up going to college, getting married. And then uh, years later, going through a divorce and everything, but still keeping in touch, we got together and started chatting. Becky and I did. Yeah. And Becky... We just adore Aunt Becky. Our family loves her. We, do, we don't know who we love more, Uncle Dale. You or Aunt Becky, to be honest. Well, I'll tell you, I love Becky more <laughs> than I do myself. She's just a sweetheart. <laughs> okay, okay. And she understands me. And that's hard to find someone like that. And I was blessed and lucky enough to find that individual. Well, you know, watching you guys is really fun. For us, my family gets to watch your marriage often. And the reason she knows you is because you both study each other well. 
do. take time to learn about each other, you know, the ins and outs, what makes you guys tick. Like, you guys know those things about each other. Well, and we go back quite a ways, so there's a lot of history. And and through life, we learned a lot of things, so that when Becky and I got together and started dating, and she met Adam and everything for the first time when he was just a young kid at nine, and she handled it so well. We've been very lucky on that. We really have. She has done a great job, and she just puts up with me day in and day out. Amen. Oh. Well, praise God for Aunt Becky, right? Well, well, hey, next month, we're going to have Fred Corey on our show talking about teachability. And Fred's a, a business owner of Small Business Magazine and uh, also the author of a book, and he is in the communications and publishing industry. Fred also runs a Bible study on Thursday mornings here in Westlake, Ohio, which is the west side of Cleveland, mm-hmm. for those of you who don't live in Cleveland. And it's amazing. I've been to his Bible study. Fred's just a super humble, very wise guy. He loves Jesus. And at the end of this month, we're going to talk to him about teachability, which it really is very critical in life. But I just want to throw a couple questions at you, Uncle Dale. Is that okay? Okay, but it's not going to involve uh, the Cleveland Browns or the Cleveland Indians, is it? No, but we could talk about the Red Sox if you'd like. Ah, no, not at all. Thank you very much. I don't even know the team. Go ahead. All right, so talking about teachability, why do you believe that being and remaining teachable is so important just in life in general? (laughs) Boy, that's a good question. I am who I am because of, in business, because of what I have learned through parents, through my wife, through my son, things that I have done and how they were able to teach me so that I could continue things that they did. My mom was an extremely compassionate person to people and in business. I find myself doing that. My dad was also compassionate, but in a different way, using a lot of humor, dealing with people. (laughs) I use that every day. Once we learn them, and sometimes we don't even know we're learning them, but it becomes part of our DNA. Yeah, it does. Anyone has ever been going through divorce, divorce is a tough time, and you take on a point where you feel guilty. And when you're raising kids, you want to give them as much time and everything else. And because of my business, I worked many hours. So I would grab my son when he was five and six years old, throw him into a car, and we would go downtown where my trucks were, and we would inventory on a Sunday. And we would do that so often, and I always felt guilty until one day after he grew up and all, I said, Dad, do you know what I remember the most? of our relationship was how you would take me down, just the two of us. Hmm. And you'd pull the football out after we were counting potato chips and pop or whatever, and we'd play football for a while. And he said, that really impressed me. And it's something that you understand that you didn't even know you were doing. And those are things that Grandpa Bud did with you and he did with me and Adam and my brother David. And that's something that's been handed down generation after generation. Well, hey, one more thing I want to talk about before we head out is about our faith. You and I have talked a lot about faith over the years and many different conversations about the Bible or just our faith in general. How has your faith in Jesus grown over the years, especially the last 10 years or so? Part of it, I think, has to do with age. As you get older, 
you look behind and you say, well, geez, I didn't do this right or it didn't do that right. Or you start questioning things. Hmm. And Jesus, I think, has helped to open some doors where I understand things better. As you get older, you get a little bit more understanding, which is not coming from you. I think it's coming from Jesus. Hmm. And that when you're communicating with people, when you're seeing situations and all, and it used to be, oh, this is wrong, and that's not true anymore. And I think Jesus has helped to open that door to me so that I understand more, and I'm more compassionate. Hmm. I am more understanding. One of the big things about knowing Jesus is reading the Bible. How have you done it over the years? How have you gone through the Bible or, you know, has it, maybe it's at church or with Aunt Becky by yourself or maybe a class that you guys took? That's a tough question because it's, unfortunately, it's hot and cold. Many times when I go to the Bible, I'm usually looking for something and I'm usually looking for something because something is missing and I don't do it on a regular basis. I went through it. I had promised myself to read the entire Bible when I went through a divorce so that I would get back on the straight and narrow and and realize (laughs) what was wrong with me. And that didn't work. (laughs) I read a few few of the books, and I said, well, geez, I don't understand this. What has helped, and my wife, who has morning devotions, I watch that, I watch her sometimes, and it, it believe it or not, it rubs off on me. Hmm. Where sometimes I'm thinking, well, what is she getting out of this? And believe it or not, with going to church and the pastor uh, giving a verse, and I question that verse. So I'll go home, I'll get the Bible out, and I'll read something. And very rarely do you read just the verse. You end up reading possibly the whole book. Hmm. And it's something that's just... It happens. And I think that's where Jesus opens your mind to allow that to happen. Hmm. You don't, but Jesus does. Yeah, that's good. Well, you know, one of the things that we do here on our podcast is always trying to encourage guys to take that next step in their journey with Jesus and how can they become a better version of themselves. One of those ways is to begin reading through the Bible. And we just want to encourage our listeners, all of our guys out there, and 18% of our listeners are women. So we also want to include our women listeners as well. But to read the Bible in a year, we have the Bible in a year plan through the Bible Project And they also have a a podcast, which I've listened to a lot over the last year, but they have these great in-depth conversations uh, about the Bible, about theology, and they even talk about like why they created a video the way they did and Mm. what they were trying to portray. So I I love that podcast. If you want to listen to another podcast to help you grow, that's one. But I listen often and I find a lot of depth on theological topics that are really solid and it's like listening in on a seminary class almost. But anyway, this is a, a great way for us to grow. Uncle Dale, I just want to thank you for joining, <laughs> pressing on. I threw this request. Would you join me last week? So I know that you've been thinking about it and it's probably been stirring in you a little bit, but you've done a great job. And I'm just so proud that you're my uncle. It You've really impacted my life. I'm going to share some stories about you on our next podcast so you don't have to be in the room to listen to. They're all good. How you've challenged me and you've taught me a lot. I'm gonna share a story in our next podcast about that so that people will be able to hear a little bit more about Uncle Dale. And Well, thank you. 
And I want to mention to you these podcasts. I listen to them as I'm driving. And it is just interesting because sometimes I'll verbally say something out loud saying, well, no, I don't understand that. <laughs> or, oh, I see what you're talking. They had, uh, you had a podcast on fiction. Yeah. And I listened to that and I said, well, that, that's interesting. I never understood why I enjoyed fiction so much. And now that I heard it, I, I was very impressed. And your compassion is growing. And my compassion see? is growing. So I recommend listening to the podcast because it's just so interesting. Well, Uncle Dale, thank you. You're an encourager by nature and you've encouraged me. You've blessed me today in a huge way. Thanks for joining your nephew on a journey that I've been on. In our next podcast, it'll be me and Jordy with Fred Corey. So please join us. We look forward to our time with Fred and talking about teachability. Teachability.